0: in this presentation we will discuss rent expense with relation to a sole proprietorship generally reporting on a schedule c this information can be found in publication 334. rent is any amount you pay for use of property you do not own so when we consider rent of course we're thinking about property that isn't ours that we are using and we're paying a rental fee for it typically the rental fee if it's for something for business use would be a type of expense that we can have upon the time that we pay the rent and use uh, the equipment or whatever it is that we are renting if it's for a business use back to the text in general you can deduct rent as a business expense only if the rent is for property you use in your business you have if you have or will receive equity in or title to the property you cannot deduct the rent so typically if we're thinking about rent for something that is for business use it would be ordinary and necessary and therefore deductible. When we consider rent, however, note that there's been a lot of kind of manipulation between what is rent versus what is being purchased. And you can imagine this problem if you think about the idea of having to capitalize something. So we talked before about things that have to be capitalized and depreciated. So there's a couple different reasons why someone, we might set up something as basically uh, a lease as opposed to purchasing it even though in essence in reality substance over form substantially we basically purchased it and if you're thinking about non-taxes if you're thinking about from normal financial statement reporting a standpoint when we're trying to look good we're trying to make our books look good then we might we might say that we're going to lease something as opposed to being purchasing it because if we financed the equipment and we purchased the equipment then we would have to put the equipment on the books as an asset and then the other side of it would be a loan we'd have to put the loan on the books whereas if we leased it then we wouldn't have to show a liability related to the loan so a lease, a lease could be a way if we're trying to look good to, to not basically have a liability on on the books that could make us could make us look bad so that's one pers- one reason that a company uh, might try to set up a, a system where in actuality they're buying the equipment, but they don't want to set up the paperwork as if they're purchasing the equipment. They'd like to set it up as a lease so that they don't have the related liability on the books. And That's usually called, if it, if it looks like a purchase, you know, if it walks like a duck and quacks, quacks like a duck, it's a duck. If it's substance over form, if basically you're paying for the property and it's basically yours or you're going to use it for the entire life, then it's argued that that's still going to be a purchase even though its substance its form and setup is set up as a lease so that's a kind of a big issue sometimes between i so just be careful when you when you purchase something whether it's set up as called a capital lease or an operating lease an operating lease would typically be something that would be expensed if it's a capital lease in essence looks more like a purchase than a lease it might be something that uh that you're going to have to capitalize from a tax standpoint notice you might have limitations in things like depreciation especially for luxury automobiles so if you bought a car on on a tax depreciation you could be limited to the amount of depreciation the the problem with a car is that of course you can't take the expense you can't just expense it for taxes so this is for taxes now we're trying to look bad so for taxes if we bought a car we can't just expense it we typically have to put it on the books as an asset and then depreciate it but the IRS is skeptical of cars because they think that that sounds like a fun thing maybe and so there's going to be limitations on on the amount of depreciation on the car so you might imagine a situation where someone might say hmm maybe i can get a better tax deduction if i if i set up my purchase to look more like a lease and i and then i deduct the lease payments rather than the car again if it, if the lease is basically a capital lease you in essence bought the car and then set it up to look like a lease then then there might be a situation where you really have to capitalize it and then depreciate so that's going to be one of the sticky kind of situations if if all the stuff is if your, your business is fairly straightforward the leases are straightforward just operating type of lease then you would typically and it's business related be able to deduct the rent on it back to the text unreasonable rent you cannot take a rental deduction for unreasonable rents ordinarily the issue of reasonableness arises only if you and the lessor are related rent paid to a related person is reasonable if it is the same amount you would pay to a stranger for use of the same property rent is not unreasonable just because it is figured as a percentage of gross profit so you can imagine a situation here where there's rent to someone that's related to you right so if there was rent to someone related to us you could you could think of people trying to distort this situation if if i was renting something from a family member and i was going to pay the family member money anyways say it was a son or daughter or something like that and you set up a rental agreement and then the rent is ridiculously high because you're really just giving them money <laughs> then then you could you uh, you could see the situation why would you do that because it would make the rent it would make your rent expense really high and and uh, that would lower your taxable income possibly resulting in less taxes but really you're not giving the money just for the rent it, in in actuality you're giving money just for benefit to give as a gift and so that would be an unreasonable rent situation you can imagine happening with uh, usually unrelated parties. If it's unrelated parties that wouldn't happen because you wouldn't pay that amount of unreasonable rent. Back to the text related persons include members of your immediate family including brothers and sisters either whole or half your spouse ancestors and lineal descendants. For a list of other related persons see section 267 of internal revenue code. Rent on your home if you rent your home and use part of it as your place of business you may be able to deduct the rent you pay for that part uh, you must meet the requirements for business use of your home for more information see business use of the home later so this is a situation where what if i rent my home and i use part of my home and like an, as an office or some other kind of business use well, then you would think that I should get some kind of deduction for the rent of my home for the part of it that I use for the office. And that is indeed the case typically. You can't do that if you qualify for the business use of the home. So that's another type of topic we'll touch on here. Uh, there's a lot of details to it, but we'll, we'll give a, a, an example of it and how that format works. The business use of your home will be on the Schedule C and it'll have a separate schedule usually, unless we're using the simplified method. There's a couple different methods you can use, but it's going to be on line thirty. And uh, typically it can't result result in a loss. That's why it's kind of down here other than up here. So typically the business use of your home, in other words, can't take your net income below zero. and therefore uh, they put it down here on line thirty. If we use the actual method, then we'll use another form to calculate that. You might be saying, well, what if I own the home? Do I not get any benefit from owning the home? And You you don't get rent, obviously, because that's what we're talking about here, because we're not renting the home, but you still might get a benefit from the business use of the home if you own the home as well. It's just that you would have different things that you would allocate to it, possibly the depreciation of the home. You'd have to depreciate the home, possibly, and then expenses related to the home, which could include things like uh, the mortgage interest and the property taxes, which you may already be deducting on Schedule A. But could benefit from splitting those up also other things that could be like repairs and things on the home that also affect the office might be items that you could deduct if you qualify for the business use of the home but again here we're concentrating on rent so the rent items rent paid in advance generally rent paid in your business is deductible in the year paid or accrued if you pay rent in advance you can deduct only the amount that applies to your use of the rental property during the tax year you can deduct the rest of your payment only over the period in which it applies so note we're talking about rent adv- uh, advance payments here so we prepaid it's a form of prepayment then the irs is concerned with that again normal, no, normally we would be on a cash basis or an accrual basis whichever we choose to be on if we're on a cash basis however for example and then we prepay the rent the IRS is skeptical of that because why why would they be skeptical of that because if we prepay the rent on a cash basis then that would mean that the expenses go up and that would uh, decrease the amount of net income and that would mean that we would pay possibly less taxes so if they were to allow that then people might just say I'm going to prepay five years of rent now and possibly get a discount for doing it and then get to deduct all of it this year and so the IRS is going to say, "Ah yeah, you could be on a cash basis, but only if it benefits us, right? If you do a prepayment, then we want you to switch over to an accrual basis because you know that's that could be not advantageous for taxes. So you got to watch out for those prepayments when you're considering the type of uh, the type of method we're using, a cash method or accrual method, and then consider these prepayments because they we might have to adjust for the prepayments back to the text. More information. For more information about rents, you can see chapter three in publication 535. So you can go to the IRS website and irs.gov type in publication or pub 535.